Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 135 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is conferences. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the conference and networking queen, TB Markinson. Hello, TB. How are you today? I was curious when I realized what the topic was when you said this week is conferences, how you were going to spin it for me. Networking queen, huh? Well, you know, it was one of your goals, wasn't it? It was one of the things you were going to get done before the end of the year. I kind of forgot about that one. (laughs) (laughs) I guess guess it's going well. (laughs) Yeah. You did go to Women's Week, so that's good. And you know what? I I did forget as well, and I had to actually uh, listen back to that episode because I couldn't remember what I'd said. I think I had different plans for this year because I was like, you know, it's going to be quiet year and I'm going to do this and this and this, and then it was like the opposite. So I think I did more writing and less conferencing. Is that a word? Is that a verb? Are we verbing it? I think it can definitely be a verb. Uh, And also, you know, we're still in the pandemic, so um, it made more sense to do that, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, what has been going on on my side? Um, I don't know if you remember, the last time we recorded, I was in the beginning stage of a sinus infection. I do. Holy fuck. That sinus infection hit me hard. I mean, it just knocked me flat. I did something I don't normally do. I actually canceled an editing date. I was supposed to, um, today we're recording on November 1st. I was supposed to send off the London novella. And I got hit with the sinus infection, what, mid-October? And even though I'm kind of close to finishing the London novella, when I realized that um, I wasn't going to be able to get out of bed for a couple days, I was like, I have to cancel it because otherwise this is going to stress me out even more and it's going to impact my health in the long run if I try to force myself. So, um, so yeah, I ended up canceling my edit and rescheduling it. I spent a week whining on the couch. My throat was so sore, I couldn't eat or drink anything for at least two days. And then it took about a week after that to be able to, like, not experience any pain. I ended up losing five pounds just simply because I had a sore throat. Every cloud. Oh, my God. I'd rather rather have to go hiking for that because it was, like, the most painful way. Well, probably not the most painful way. It was a painful way to lose five pounds. But yeah, it was it was awful. Now that I am on the mend, of course, I'm playing catch up because that's what happens. Um, days before I got sick, I got the Lizzie file back from the editor, and so I'm slowly going through that to get it ready for publication, which hopefully will be f- before the end of the year. And then, even though I am playing catch up, one of the things I was also dealing with during my illness was my upstairs neighbor flooded my kitchen again. Love him. Love my neighbors. (laughs) We've been experiencing a lot of rain. And apparently, I live in a building that the brickwork next to the windows have to be, like, redone a bit, like, touched up. And so whenever we get a lot of rain, now it just pours through my bathroom window. And there's nothing I can do except put, like, a bucket under it. This past weekend, we had a ton of rain and everything. But Sunday, I woke up, and it was, like, a beautiful fall day blue sky it was like in the 60s and I was like fuck it I know I'm supposed to be playing catch up but 
I just went through like all this stuff with the flood of the bathroom and the kitchen and like my illness. So I went for a very long, lovely Sunday drive and uh, looked at all the colors on the uh, trees changing and went to a, a little town. I found a little town. I can't remember the name now. Had a nice lunch at a diner. You would have liked it. It was an American diner in a small town in Massachusetts. You would have loved it. I was just kind of like, fuck it. I'm just going to go enjoy the lovely fall day because it's been hell. The whole window thing is really getting annoying. And it's I keep contacting maintenance, but they're like, well, we need the owner to approve the work order. And how quick do you think an owner is going to approve that? Uh, not very quickly, I'm <laughs> guessing. I know. I think this, this is something I'm going to have to live with if I stay here. Water features in your flat. <laughs> they didn't tell you this when you moved in, did they? No. And it's like, if it was like a nice water feature, but it's like... It, by the time it's coming through, it's like reddish brown because it's going through the red brick and it just like stains everything and it's just terrible. Well, I am sorry. I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm sorry about your multiple water features that are unwelcome, but well done you for A, taking a break and not trying to work through it because you probably recovered quicker and B, uh, yes. and then going out and having a drive uh, when you needed, you know, just to probably, it probably did you good and you're probably working better this week because of it. Early days for the week, but hopefully. So how's everything on your side? So everything on my side, work-wise. You know, I said I was going to settle on a book. So I had a few in the pipe, in the works, in the pipeline. I have kind of settled on one. So now I've just got to uh, hash out what exactly happens. I, I was thinking that I might do my own version of NaNoWriMo. Now we're in November. Although now there's November the 1st, I haven't completed my 1,167 words or however many it is. So um, so it's not a good start, but I've got high hopes for the rest of the month. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this a story, did you choose one from the three or did you start a new one completely? No, I chose one from the three, but I might be sort of uh, altering it slightly from its initial premise. But it was a happy time because when I went back, I do kind of remember writing it, but I didn't remember completely. And when I read the first two chapters that I'd written, I was like, wow, this is quite good. Everything I wrote <laughs> today... like, oh my gosh, I'm brilliant. I know, <laughs> let's not go too far. But everything I wrote today was terrible. So, um, yeah. But guess where I wrote it today, TV? I'm going to guess your new co-working space. Indeed, yes. Indeed, yes. Because I signed up for it. I'd say today was uh, November the 1st. It was my first day. So um, obviously I couldn't do a whole day because I had to come back here to do the podcast in the afternoon. But I did the whole morning. And uh, I think I think I quite liked it. You know, the, I think I always have these things where I don't really like being around people that much, obviously, introvert. But really, it, it's a big co-work space. And there was only like at max five or six other people in there and it can probably take at least a hundred so like I had a whole six person desk to myself so you know in the grand scheme of things and it's it's got quite a nice vibe in there and it's all brand new and everything's you know she 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 um so I'm gonna give it a go I've signed up for a month and um yeah we'll see how it goes do you get like free tea and biscuits and all of that or no yes you get free tea and coffee uh, no biscuits but you know it's quite nice there's a lounge on the ground floor and there's also a restaurant that ser that serves like you know it's open eight till eight they serve breakfast lunch and dinner so okay yeah so it, it it's quite well fitted out actually nicer than i thought it might be so we'll see 
No, this isn't the one that was like the super posh one that was on the south side. Wait. No, this is the one. Uh, it's by North Greenwich Tube. So the good thing is, it's like half twenty-five minute walk from my house. So I get a, a twenty-five minute walk there and back, and along okay. the river. And um, yeah, so it's it's well positioned, uh, and it's half the price of the posh, fancy one. And I'm more likely to use it. So we'll see how it goes. But um, I, I think it's good because I think in my head I'm like, oh, no, I couldn't get a workspace because I've already got, like, it seemed a bit greedy because I've got a spare room. I've got a whole room devoted to, to my office. But I think the power of getting out of the house and changing up your situation cannot be underestimated. So um, I think it's worth it and just to try it. Well, we'll see. We'll see how the book comes out too because, you know, you were struggling to narrow down your next topic I was and it's really unusual for me because I normally have in my head what I'm going to write next I mean I know this is you know <laughs> for you you've already got like the next six books lined up but I'm normally like got a floating around in my mind the next few books uh, not like absolutely pinpoint plot plotted but there's some sort of semblance of an idea but my ideas at the moment are very loose so it's a, it's a that's a funny one. I don't know if it's a form of writer's block, but I don't really believe in writer's block, so interesting. Well, I kind of went through that last year because I scrapped all my angsty stuff after my illness, and I started writing more, like, the, the setup and the date, which is more rom-com-y, so, like... Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I, it was kind of a version of that where I was like, I can't do it, and I still can't get into the Miracle Girl because that one's such a dark one, and I just really don't want darkness right now because, I mean... Don't we have enough of it every yeah. day? So. <laughs> and the lights are drawing in. So, yeah, so I, I think the the one thing I do know about this this new book is I want it to be uh, very much more humour to be its backbone, I suppose, uh, veering back towards the pure romantic comedies. Because the one I just released, uh, even though it's got romance and it does have comedy, there is also quite a, a, an angsty bit of it as well. So, uh, so I want to veer back towards m maybe more the pure comedy yeah yeah so we'll we'll see how it goes but um, i'm curious to see how the um whole experience the co-working experience yes it'll are be you going to try to go every day in the week or, or work week or several days i think probably not every day but um uh, i think i will try and go at least three days a week to make it worth my while so that's All it, right. that, that's in my head now and the other thing i want to share is um just an update on the a plus content thing so Remember Jamie Moody wrote in and told us that uh, it was approved in in a lot quicker time. So I did put up some A-plus content for my new book, Change Your Heart, and it was approved in the UK within about two minutes. However, wow. in the US, it probably took about two to three days. So I do think it is just dependent on where you are in the world and where your market is. So it was approved, but it took longer in the US. So, But your home market should approve it pretty quickly. I've been noticing, like, because... Um, Kismet, the audiobook I um, was recently published, and I've been giving out uh, the audio codes. Mm. The ones that I give out in the UK clear the system about a, two days ahead of the US ones. Maybe the UK is just more efficient. Maybe. I wouldn't normally put that, you know, in the box that marked UK, but maybe in this instance, who knows? Yeah, it's something I've been noticing. I'm like, oh, so I can request the new UK codes, but I have to wait days mm. for the US one. So yes. maybe it's just... Maybe you guys have just really decided this is where you're going to put all your efficiency. We are going to do this. Yes. 
And the final thing, final fun thing, it was I went to the Kindle Storyteller Awards uh, last week, which was a, a very fun evening, actually. Um, it was held in the Houses of Parliament, so fancy-dancy-swanky, and we had to be, you know, past security and be escorted through. So we've got to walk, like, through the actual uh, chambers, like, you know, with the House of Lords on one side and the House of Commons on the other, walk through the corridors and the big vestibules and all, you know, carved and all very... Uh, ancient and grand and let's be honest falling down buildings uh, <laughs> there's an awful lot of scaffolding inside the Houses of Parliament that's what we all <laughs> saw um, and then we were taken through to this uh, room where the uh, awards were being held yeah it was it was a nice evening um, Jade Winters was there another lesbian fiction author and her wife so we got to chat with her uh, but I also met a lot of other authors that I've met some of them I've met before at the London Book Fair and things like that um, so it was a nice bit of networking, i.e. just chatting with people uh, and drinking wine and eating canapes. I have to say, the canapes, or can canapes if you're being super posh in French, um, they were a bit disappointing. I expected more from the Houses of Parliament TV, but they were a bit shit. Well, you just said the building's falling down. Why True. would they have better food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, but the wine was, was whiny, so I couldn't, I can't complain about the wine. It tasted like wine. The canapes are a bit shit, but um, it was a really nice evening. And shout out to Rachel McLean, who won the Kindle Storyteller Awards. Um, so well done to Rachel. And also, Rachel listens to this podcast. So hi, Rachel, if you're listening. Wait, are you saying the winner actually listens to us talk? She does, every week. And it like, puts even more pressure on me <laughs> for some reason. I'm gonna, um, well, hey, congratulations and thanks for listening. And now I'm just going to block that out so I don't get the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. This is you and I talking. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's listening, TV, nobody at all. Yes, uh, Rachel does do, she, she writes crime fiction. I think she was telling me that her latest series has got a lesbian um, police protagonist, so, uh, or detective protagonist. So do go and check out her books. But yeah, and well done to her for winning the whole shebang. Is it a police procedural for Britain? They're set in Britain. I haven't read Excellent. them yet. They're on, they're on my TBR list. They've done so well and uh, they got stellar reviews. Yes, but uh, yeah, they're set in Dorset, I think. Excellent, I, because um, when I was sick, I was struggling to find new British um, police shows to watch on the telly because the pandemic has delayed all the recordings. So now I have a book to read or books, books yeah. to read. Yeah, it's a series. It's part of a series. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that's Wow, this is good news all around, except yeah. I'm still going to pretend that no one is actually listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. So um, that is what's going on this side of the pond. So comments. Have you got any comments? I do. First up, we have a comment from Shauna. Shauna says, I started listening to Lesbians Who Write podcasts to and from work every day. I enjoy the laughs, and you both have inspired me to look at writing when I get my degree finished. So, Shauna? First of all, congratulations on getting close to finishing your degree. And if you do start writing, we are cheering you on. We are. Toot toot, Shauna. <laughs> yes. Oh, we have. That's the first toot toot for the day. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a comment from Hannah. Hannah says, I actually started following you guys on Spotify a couple weeks ago, as you mentioned it in a previous newsletter, but I hadn't gotten around to scoping out until last week. Now I've listened to a few already, and they've been really insightful and helpful. So thanks, Hannah, for tuning in. And that is all the comments I have on my side. What about you? I've got one comment, and this is basically a question that came in um, just after the deadline of the Ask Me Anything. So I said uh, we would answer it 
on the next episode. So here it is from Fiona. She asked, do we think it's important to have an imprint name for publishing like I have custard books? Does it have a purpose other than making your printed books and award nominations look more professional and does it matter for a new author? Well, in my opinion, I did not go that route. Um, when you look at my book, it just says published by TB Markinson because I didn't want to have to do an imprint. And also, I am proud to be an indie author, but that doesn't mean people who use imprints. It's, I don't know how much it really plays into things. I don't really think it has that much of, a, of an influence, to be honest. Um, I just wanted to name, I just wanted to have a company called Custard Books. I just love the That's word custard favorite word in biscuit yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to play shop and have a company called custard books is the honest truth for me i quite like the way it looks like i like having a little logo and i like having my little logo on the spine of my books so really it's just a personal choice um i don't think readers really care does it make you look more professional maybe a little bit i don't know really it's just a matter of personal choice yeah i would agree i mean everyone makes their own decision like so it's just the beauty of indie publishing, you can decide whether to you want to do it or not. Yeah. So if you have a favorite cookie you want to name your business after, <laughs> go for it. If you want to be Oreo Publishing, have at it. Ooh, would that be a trademark issue? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> Careful on that one. Well, I would check with a lawyer before you. Yeah. Uh... All right then. So uh, yes, any anything else? Any other uh, coffee updates? Nope, TB is shaking your head. So let's crack on to the topic at hand. Now, this was one that was left over from our Ask Me Anything, uh, or Ask Us Anything even, episodes. And it came in from Trudy. And she says that she was been to a few writing conferences recently and there was very low queer representation. So her question initially was, are queer writers still kept out of the mainstream? And then she went on to ask, are there genre-based conferences for queer writers? So, Trudy, first question, are queer writers kept out of the mainstream mainstream conferences? The plain answer is yes. I mean, we are welcomed, um, but obviously you still have to deal with the inherent snobbery around being a lesbian or queer romance author or whatever kind of author you are. Are there panels about queer um, writing? Not really, not that I've seen, um, but we are starting to get seats on panels slowly. I can only talk from my perspective where we have in the UK, we have the Romantic Novelist Association that I am part of. After the um, RWA debacle in the US, the R- the RNA um, in the UK overhauled their processes and structures and actively came after queer books for submission. I, I was chased to submit my book and then never heard about it again. <laughs> they created a rainbow um, chapter and they got a div- and they sort of upped their diversity and inclusion message. So that's all great, really great. But is there a queer books category? No, in the awards, no there isn't. Have any queer books been shortlisted? To my knowledge, only one in the entire time their awards have been going. So is it really getting better? I think the jury's still out. I think it is. I think the tide is beginning to turn, but it's a very slow, it's slow to turn. So even even for more mainstream, I think one of, one of your questions as well was, would you be better off going through one of the queer publishers like Bolstrokes or Bella and then getting a nomination or an award that way? I think it's still get difficult for them as well, as just as much as it is for indie publishers for the mainstream awards. So is it worth going to the conferences? Well, if you want to win an award, it's difficult, but is it worth going? Probably I'd say yes. You know, you can learn a lot from conferences 
uh, especially when you're first starting out. Um, I went along to, I remember going to the London Book Fair in 2015 and hearing a talk by Bella Andre and Barbara Freedy, Freedy who are both huge selling um, straight romance authors. Look them up, they're both really worth a listen. Bella Andre did a fantastic, fantastic podcast uh, on the Spa Girls podcast um, and it was just, she, she's so, she's so wise and she's so great to listen to and she's got such a lot of wisdom and she's so generous with it so um you know things like i learned a lot from them and it is jaw-dropping and really opens your mind when you're first starting out so you can learn things from conferences but the other key thing about conferences is networking some people think it's a dirty word but it's not it's a good thing it just means meeting people chatting with them going for drinks and meeting people in person puts a certain magic on your relationship you're more likely, if you get on, you're more likely to trust them, work with them, chat with them, get mutual uh, things, business arrangements going, they'll benefit you both. Um, so conferences, I'd say they're a good thing to go to. And it's also nice to just get out and about and meet people, isn't it? And just do something different. The RNA have a conference every year and I've always been welcome there. I must say that about the RNA. Uh, I've been to the chapter meetings uh, and they have a conference. I haven't been to the conference. But when I went to the chapter meetings, people were really interested to hear about my journey and my success as a self-published author. And that it was in Lesbian Romance, is it was neither here nor there. They're just interested in how successfully self-published because believe me, most people still are a bit clueless about it. So, um, you know, I think that it's worthwhile going. What do you think? I never got involved with, the, um, what is it, RNA in Britain? RNA, yeah. I got a, a little involved with RWA before that exploded in December of 2019. And if you don't know what happened with uh, RWA, it's an interesting read, but um, pretty much just a, a lot of charges of exclusion and racism uh, brought RWA down to its knees. And the more I learned about the organization, I was like, it needed to happen because there was a lot of stuff I wasn't aware of that was happening. But I was involved in my um, local chapter for um, Massachusetts, and I have to say with the local chapter of Massachusetts, it was very welcoming. Um, there were quite a few um, LGBTQ um, authors involved, and they actually invited me to speak at one of the local, uh, one of the meetings for the local chapter where I presented um, my organization that I started, um, I Heart Lesbic, and how I've used that to network with authors. So that was very welcoming, but I, I also, during this whole explosion of RWA in 2019, I also learned that other local chapters in not-so-progressive parts of the U.S. were not welcoming. Um, so again, the big problem with a big conference of the uh, in the U.S. And to echo your sentiment, I went to one of the uh, RWA conferences in New York City, and, and there were, I think some panels that were you know for lgbtq but i and i attended those but i attended a lot of panels and like you I, I got to hear some of like the top authors speak and i ended up picking up a lot of things so even though it's not necessarily geared toward lesbian fiction it's geared towards writing and so i learned a lot and i met some nice people and i was able to network I know from my experience with um, attending conferences, like I met up with, well, you, I forget what year it was, it may have been 2018, but also Harper Bliss at the London Book Fair. 
And that's where Harper and I first started talking about doing a co-write, which ended up being our co-write Life in Bits. So, again, networking. Now, again, I don't think the London Book Fair necessarily has panels on LGBTQ writers. No, I think... That I can remember of. The London Book Fair is just very base. It's very geared toward beginners, right? You won't find a lot there yeah. if you know a little bit about what you're doing. But the London Book Fair is good for networking. Uh, and just yeah. so, you know, you have to you have to think about what you want at the conference and then work out is it the right one to go to. So if you want to go to panels and learn things, the London Book Fair is not really the place to go unless you're just starting out. I like I like the panels at the London Book Fair where they do the author spotlights where you get to hear an interview with like an author. Again, mm-hmm. they're authors from all different. You know, I've heard fantasy authors, thrillers. So I like that part. But but at that one, I was able to um meet Harper and we you know we first started discussing our co-write and then at Elcon which was a lesbian fiction conference that was based I think where was that Brighton Bristol was that one held in Bristol that was held in Bristol and that's where you and I first started talking about this podcast so it goes back to the point of the networking side yes it might not be necessarily geared towards the type of writing you do but you do build relationships and that is key for conferences yes and there is a special magic dust like i say when you meet someone in person you sort of you know you just get to know them that little bit more that even if you do if you meet them on um zoom or anything it's not quite the same um and the second part of your question was are there are there genre-based conferences for queer authors yes there are um, the Golden Crown Literary Society is the biggest one that's held, or in the lesbian uh, realm anyway, um, or the sapphic realm, I should say, held every year in the US. And this time around in 2022, it's in Albuquerque. It's always held in July. Um, it's a week-long thing. They're beginning to include indie publishers more and more, indie authors more and more, which is a good thing. But like everything, it is a gradual process. You have been to that one more than me, uh, TB, but there are... Panel, all the panels are geared towards um, sapphic fiction, right? So, I mean, that would be yeah. that would be a good one to go to if if you're trying to learn. Yeah, and also I recently attended um, an indie visible day in uh, uh, P Town for Women's Week. So that was uh, steered by Karen Badger, another uh, indie author in lesbian fiction. So, I mean, there are those and. Like I said, with the, you might have some local writing chapters that hold conferences. I've been to a few that had panels, but I think, isn't there, I don't know if they're doing it right now, but isn't there a, a lesbian conference, I think it's in Palm Springs or something like that? There are quite a few different ones, you know, like um, there's a there's there's one. Well, I'm blanking on the name, but it kind of takes in all media. So it's like um, all queer stuff with across film, uh, TV, gaming, um, comics, and books. So and I know Is that, that Clexicon. Oh yes, Clexicon. There you go, Clexicon. Uh, so and I think there's one of those in the US and one in the UK. Uh, I think there's there's something similar going on in the UK next year. They asked me to come and be an, an author there, uh, but they weren't paying any money, so I said no. You know, they char- if you charge people to get in, you should pay for your pay for your authors to get there. That's my line in the sand. Uh, so I'm so I'm not going to be at that one. But you know, um, in the US as well, there's Lambda Literary. I think they do an awards every year. Do they do a conference? I'm not sure. I know they their awards are um, sought after, but I, I don't know if they do a conference or if, if they 
surely they must have like an awards night at least what they do you think they do they do have an awards night i know that much there are a few others in the u.s that are sort of under the not specifically lesbian uh only they're they're under the queer umbrella um yeah. so you could look into those and as tb said in the uk we had elcon in at 2017 which was really good that was in bristol and that was great for just meeting other lesbian fiction authors and here as well we have western super lesbic that's one day in november and we have the south coast Le lesbic hangout and that's one day in may these are all great for networking with other lesbian fiction authors but also great for meeting readers too but remember all of these conferences and events are usually run by readers and writers and they don't get paid anything for their time they do it for the love for the community be nice to them <laughs> uh, and you know because uh, quite often um they're low charge um to get to get in through these one day and smaller events for someone who's done conferences or run conferences in the previous lifetime it's a lot of work, so please be nice and respectful <laughs> to the people who do dedicate their time to put on something. It's a lot of work. Yeah, but I, I think people just get put off by the word networking, right? Uh, it's not a dirty word, like we said. It, it, it really is just, it can be a bit daunting. You know, like I'll, I'll, I'll say that when I went to the Kindle Storyteller Awards the other night, I was a bit daunted because, I'm again, I'm walking into a room full of uh, well, authors and MPs, it turned out. The culture secretary was there. And there was quite a lot of MPs in the room because there was free wine and, ca and canapes and they can sniff them out. So they were sidling along the corridor and into the Kindle Storyteller Awards. But, you know, it's always a bit daunting going to something where you don't know quite know who's going to be there. And, uh, you know, isn't it? And, and especially for an introvert, it is daunting. But, you know, you have to remember as well in these things that probably everyone's feeling the same. Us writers are generally an introverted bunch. Luckily, I've been to quite a lot of events in London and so I always seem to know someone there. I did have my wife with me, with me as well, so that was nice. Uh, oh, you had a buffer. I did. <laughs> <laughs> she also heard that there was free wine and canapes, so she was there. Oh, I'll come. I think that's the, I think that's the key to get people to come. Booze <laughs> <laughs> and shitty canapes. In 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 summation, uh, conferences are good things, but just just make sure that you understand what you want to get out of it. Um, and if you if you can marry those two things up, like what the conference offers and, and, and it matches your goals, then go. But don't waste your time at something where you're just going to get annoyed that there's no queer representation and it doesn't really meet what you want. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I would say figure out if there's free booze. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is, no, I would actually uh, say TB's on something there. If you go to London Book Fair, there's always at least one or two nights with free booze. So you, you, know, you sniff it out. It's always good. Because that <laughs> if there's free booze, there's always going to be authors there. And, um, you know, you, then you can chat with them. And you never know what might yeah. come from those chats. After the first round, people start talking. It loosens the tongues. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this one. Um, let us know about your experience with conferences. And do you agree with us? Get in touch. Do comment on the website, lesbiansyourwrite.com. Or you can get in touch with us on Facebook, Instagram, me, at Clairefic. I'm doing this in all the wrong order. Uh, <laughs> Twitter us at Les Who Write and get in touch on email lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. And join us next time when we will be discussing the grand gesture. What is it and how do you get it into your books? Is it really all that grand? Well, that's a great question, TB, which we'll be answering next time around. I hope so. All right, until then, have a great week. Keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. 
Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time. Thank you.